0: And welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Shane told. This is called Lead Singer Syndrome. A podcast where I take you into those backstage conversations. You get to be a little fly on the wall. Listening to all these things that we say. And today... We have such a great episode. Nothing, Nowhere, a.k.a. Joe himself, is here. We did this one live on Twitch. It was a good time. So much to talk about. Right in front of me, I have this page that I wrote down with all these notes. But my favorite note is, Renaissance Man. And let me tell you, that is 100% true. This guy does a lot of stuff. He's good at a lot of stuff. But his music is kind of taken over right now. And people are very excited about it. I'm excited about it. And I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Before we get into that, a couple... Orders of Business. Like I said, this was recorded live on Twitch. And every single Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I have great guests chatting with me live on video, with audio. You can interact with them. It's completely free. Don't sleep on Twitch. Just this past week, I had Jacoby Shaddix, Of Papa Roach. That's going to be coming up in a couple weeks right here. But if you checked it out on Twitch, you would have already seen it. Completely unedited. And did I mention it's completely free? I did. So get on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Shane told. Do not sleep on it. I'm going to give you that URL one more time. Because I am really, really serious about this. Twitch.tv slash Shane. Shane told I want to give an absolutely massive massive shout out to all my homies all my people all over the world all the members of the lead singer syndrome all access club and hey if you want to join if you want to become a member if you want bonus episodes bonus content if you want to be a part of an incredible community check it out leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access just for as little as $6 a month that gets you in gets you some perks and it really does help me out to running this thing spending hours editing and all that other stuff <laughs> that I do every week so I really do appreciate everyone in the club love y'all miss y'all because we used to have these great meetups too, man. I'd be on tour and every day we'd meet for beers before the show. And we'd have sinner fests, whether it was Texas or Virginia or whatever. And man, we haven't done that in a long time. And I really miss you guys. So thanks for the love. It means everything. In other news with me, well, Silverstein, we've been teasing a new thing. Stay tuned. April 15th, Bankrupt coming at you. That's exciting. Head over to Spotify, pre-save it, do what you gotta do. Our first new song in a while. I'm pretty excited about it. Also, don't forget, if you want to get in touch with me, you can. You can email me, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read them all. I try to get back to everybody, too. Some weeks are tougher than others, but hit me up because I will definitely read whatever you write to me, whether it's ideas for upcoming guests... Any kind of feedback at all. I love it. I love it so much. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get to it. My conversation with Joe, a.k.a. Nothing Nowhere.
1: I did it all in my own. No promo. I got fans getting tags on my logo I remember when nobody came to my shows But I kept on coming back like a yo-yo At high school, they would laugh, try to label Eating lunch with nobody at my table Everyone I used to doubt got a day job I just made a few stacks of a merch drop. It's about time that they gon' take me serious If you are not feeling this, you probably delirious I'm on one, yes, I'm one Yo,
0: Joe, what's up, man? What up, dog? How you doing? Chilling. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm a little better now that I've got some gifted subs from nothing x nowhere. I got you, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm in the Twitch game. I understand the grind. I'm excited for this one, man. This is going to be a good chat.
2: Yeah, dude. This is a trip for me. I'm doing my, like, younger, like, idol podcast tours on Buddy Buddy from Santa's
0: Vale's podcast, and now I'm on yours. Cool. I'm just doing the rounds, man. Yeah, man, Mel, no, buddy, Jeez. I go way back with Buddy. I see, like you know, doing some research for this, making sure you know I do my homework for this shit. But uh, I hear you talking about Census Fail and Thursday and Alexis on Fire and all these bands. I haven't heard you bring up Silverstein. Did you? Did you ever listen to Silverstein <laughs> at all,
2: dude? Oh my God, discovering the waterfront was like every. <laughs> oh, it was like every day, just like. Oh my God, my mom, like whenever, like, okay. So whenever I'm listening to heavy music and my mom's around, she has this recurring joke where she's like, is this, is this Silverstein? And I'm like, no, this isn't Silverstein. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I listened to it so much growing up that she just, yeah, I tortured my mom with that album. Sorry, mom.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Shout out to your mom. Hi mom. That's so amazing. <laughs> Dude, thanks for doing this. and um, I actually talked to your manager Yvonne, yesterday, which isn't something I always do before I I get to talk to an artist and that's cool cuz obviously she knows you really well. And I don't know if you know this, but Yvonne used to book our band when she was a booking agent.
2: No, I knew that you guys knew each other, but I didn't I didn't know that connection. That's a, that's a huge trip.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. So when we first got going like 2003 our first record came out and like nobody would book us. Like we were on Victory Records, which was like this, you know, like stay away kind of curse, strangely enough. And Avange was the like only one, like uh, fate of booking. And it's so great to see her, you know, obviously in the management side and managing artists like yourself. And, and that was really cool. But it, it was really, you know, her talking about you. So with with so much love, it's a, it's a really cool thing. It really painted a picture of of who you are. And it made me kind of even more excited to to talk to you, just like you know, like one on one, just person to person, not like a music journalist or whatever, you know.
2: Yeah, that's dude, that's crazy. Um, Yvonne somehow knows everyone. She's been in the game for yeah. so long, and like she is like putting on for all like the girl bosses in the uh, in the industry. So like, we <laughs> yeah. stand we stand Ivon over here. That's so rad.
0: It was really great to catch up with her, man. But but let's jump in. Let's talk about everything going on, man. Um, Obviously, congrats on the new record. Just came out, what, a couple weeks ago now? Trauma yeah. Factory. Yeah, thank you. How are you feeling now that that's out? You know, there's always like this weird weightlifting maybe that now it's out in the public?
2: Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know how to feel. I mean, I, I feel you with the weightlifting thing. Like, I... I I don't know. Like you're always nervous. You're not sure how people are going to react. Like you work on a piece for so long and then it's finally out and you're like, okay, like what am I going to do now? And I mean, it's weird not touring off of it now. It's super yeah. weird. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just trying not to like just browse reviews and comments every <laughs> single day. Like that, I'll get on that vibe. Yeah. But people are, people are liking it, man. And I'm, and I'm hyped and like, what more can you ask for? Like, pretty
0: sick <laughs> for sure for sure i mean i mean you're you're no stranger to variety you know in your records in your music like you you know you wear a lot of hats but this record seems to maybe take it a bit of a step further i don't know if you'd agree with me yeah. there's like a lot of different shit on here you know obviously like you reach the point like when i listened to the record the first time and i got to fake friend which is you know great track obviously it's you know single and it's doing really well I was like, oh, okay, this is like a bit of a different direction. And then you get to death right after. And it's like, whoa, like this record has just done a 360 all of a sudden. And I mean, does that add to the level of anxiety that you feel when you put it out? Or is it just like maybe your fans are diverse too and they're they're into that?
2: Yeah, I, I got to a point where... I tested the waters of like experimentation for a minute. And like, uh, I remember when I released hammer, which is my biggest song now. Yeah. Um, I was so afraid. I was like, dude, people are going to rip this to shreds because they want to hear like the reverb acoustic, like weird thing that I was doing. And, and then once I was like, Oh, okay. Like people like this. And then I test the water some more, like released that track nightmare. And then I kept, kind of experimenting and i was like oh people are just down with whatever so i for this album i wasn't really worried about that i was like why not just like completely send it why not have like a new metal track and like you know like an r&b pop song on the same record
0: no and i think it works that's the amazing part i read another interview that you said you had a hundred songs for this now If if anyone listens to this podcast, whenever somebody throws out a number like that, like I'm going to say m- whenever someone says they have more than 20, I'm like, okay, like you say it had 30, 40, a hundred songs. Did you really have a hundred songs or did you have like a hundred bits, like ideas that could have been 30 mm. seconds? Cause it really does vary to a huge degree, whether it's like, okay, I have a hundred songs or I have a hundred ideas.
2: I had 88 finished songs. Whoa. <laughs> so yeah, 88 finished songs. Um, and then 100, like probably over 100 of just like, you know, unfinished songs or whatever. So yeah, I was going hard. <laughs> that's crazy though.
0: Like I, I just yeah. can't even imagine, like I don't even know if I've written 88 songs in my life. Like, I mean, maybe I have now, but like, like I feel like that's almost impossible to narrow that down and not miss a piece of yourself. You know mm. what I mean? Like you're holding back something. Totally.
2: Yeah. And I might, I might've learned my lesson this time. Cause it was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, like a lot of people who like really follow me and like are really up to date, like I'll post snippets, which like I've learned is probably not a good thing. Cause I'll, I'll post like a snippet of a song on Instagram and people are so bummed when it's not released. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you wouldn't have even known it existed if I didn't post anything. So
0: at least they have that.
2: Yeah, man, I, I feel you. Like I just write so many songs because I don't know what else to do. I don't know. Like I, I don't really like do anything else. <laughs> so, as uh, yeah, it keeps me busy.
0: No, it's it's great, man. And I want to talk all about that and, and everything that you're doing because Avang gave me some inside stuff that I want to ask you about. Oh no! No, 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 no. She She's she got the tea. She called you a Renaissance man, which I thought was Ooh. amazing. I'm like, damn, that yes. is. I need a powdered wig and uh and like a frilly jacket. Put that in your Instagram profile for sure, dude. That is that is top tier compliment right there. Um, but I do no, yeah. but but while we're still on the on talking about this record vocally. You have so many things you can do with your voice. You know, this is a lead singer syndrome podcast. Obviously, like when you approach a song, is it ever tricky to go okay? Like, is this a part I I'm gonna sing on or rap on or like even maybe scream on? How aggressive do I go? Is, is that a vibe thing? or how do you usually take that into account when you're just working on something?
2: Uh, yeah, I just kind of wing it. I think like it stems from like playing guitar and like whatever the riff sounds like. you know how it is like when you write a song and it's like just kind of comes to you, you know what I mean And I, and I learned to follow my intuition to a point where if I feel like I'm forcing anything, I just abandon it. Like sometimes I'll like try and like flesh out ideas more, but if I'm like, I don't, I'm, I kind of like this. I just abandon it. Whatever vocal style I'm going for, it's just kind of like, however I feel that morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, man. I I don't know. The one I'm trying to like recently, I'm trying to learn how to scream, like actually scream. Um, that's like the hardest thing.
0: Sounded pretty good on death.
2: Yeah, thanks. But like, uh, I uh, actually blew out my vocal cords, and I had to cancel half of a tour because yeah. of that. Um, so I don't know what I'm doing with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I just like seeing what my voice can do. Like, like what what are the limits of like your own personal like voice and range? You know?
0: No, no, I love it. So you bring up your guitar playing, and yeah, I see you got like looks like three Telecasters right behind mm-hmm. you you know, a couple, couple singers with guitars in their, uh, background. Like, are we overcompensating for something? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, but, but talk to me about your history a little bit. Maybe, Maybe we should go back. You know, you brought up your mom, you know, listening to bands like, uh, I guess I can say Silverstein now it's official. Uh, but you know, playing guitar growing up in Massachusetts, what was it like, you know, your upbringing, I guess. Um, I know, obviously like i heard you were a huge new england patriots fan but also really into music what was that like you know your your whole thing um you know as a kid so i
2: grew up just like weird anxious art kid liked drawing you know loved music and really got into like your whole scene like i remember you guys had like the I was like my heroin video or something on like, it was on on demand. Not
0: a good video, but yes, go on.
2: (laughs) It was rad. It was like on demand or something. And yeah, I just have fond memories of like coming home and like watching that on TV and my cat's drinking my water and no coming, coming um, home on TV and like seeing you guys play and like watching like the, note to self video from from first to last Mm -hmm. and like dreaming and daydreaming like i was a big daydreamer like just being in class and like being like i wonder if i could do what shane does someday or like you know if i could actually do that because i don't want to love my dad but he's like an accountant and i don't necessarily want to do that (laughs) um sure yeah you know so yeah just growing up man and getting into guitar when i was 12 and like being a little emo kid
0: so, so your, your parents are still together then you you had kind of like a normal upbringing.
2: Yeah. Super normal, like suburban Massachusetts, like kind of void of devoid of any like culture or like diversity, like, you know, like sad, like suburban shit. <laughs> and like, uh, it was like, uh, uninspiring, but simultaneously very inspiring because of how like banal and like gray everything was, you know? But, right. you know, it was, it was in your normal American kind of deal.
0: No, no, for for sure. I mean, I, I'm kind of yeah. the same, man. Like, I'm from sub- yeah. suburbs of Toronto. Yeah. Um, yeah, my parents are together. Like, but it always made for for a weird thing. Like, and may- maybe I'm getting a little too too deep or whatever, but it's like there was a question, right, when we first, when the band started getting, getting popular, where people would ask me these questions, they'd be like, okay, so yeah, so, okay, your parents are still together, uh-huh. Um mm-hmm. what else like uh, and I'm like I don't know just I yeah I like music and sports and I was you know whatever and as a kid okay and it's like you're trying to get some dirt on me right like because you want to sell me as something you want to like oh I'm sorry I was never addicted to heroin you know I wasn't abused as a kid or whatever like and I feel like you're the same way whereas in some way obviously like we know you you've you've talked in, in depth about your struggles with anxiety and, and those kinds of issues you've had, but in a lot of ways, it's like, you're not out there talking about drugs, like some of the people in your scene are, or you're not glorifying that or partying or celebrity girlfriend, or, well, maybe, I don't know, but you know, like all that <laughs> kind of stuff, like it, it's not, it's, it, it isn't sexy in the way that people want it to be in the industry. Is that yeah. something that you ever think about or not at all?
2: Totally. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always like worrying and thinking about things constantly. (laughs) Like, um, I was, I know this the other day of how, like you were, you were just talking about how people want to sell you and they, they, they want a story and they want something more than the music. And like the older I get, the more I realize that like you're, story is almost more important to a lot of journalists and like people who kind of gatekeep that stuff than the actual music is. And that, that was for one reason why I came out of making music. I was faceless for a long time because I wanted to build a foundation that says like, Hey, I can make substantial music and like, you can judge me on that. And, um, yeah, like, like I was just going to say, like, I feel like if you want to be a quote unquote successful musician, whatever that is, I feel like it's 60% your image, your antics, like what you do in that respect. And it's like 40% the music. And like, I don't agree with that. Like, that's just the <laughs> philosophy that I've sort of felt more and more that I believe that's what's happening. So yeah, if we're just like regular dudes, like growing up, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'd have like cooler articles if we were like, right. we used to be like in like some like, freak show circus traveling thing or something i don't know
0: no no 100 percent. especially i always you know reference the uk because the uk is like the most press-driven country ever you know and yeah. no offense to kerrang or whatever but like the last time we were over there uh, i guess it was like a year ago and kerrang wanted to do an article on me and they're like give me the dirt and, and i had to think okay yeah i went through like a pretty hard time that's what they wanted to talk to me about when I w- when I went through my own you know bout of of depression and and that right like and that is what you know is exciting uh to them and and to you it's real right I mean you, yeah. you've canceled shows you know um, tours because you've you know you've um suffered with crippling anxiety and panic attacks um how are you doing now with all that um Obviously we've had a year yeah. off. has that been good for you?
2: you know what? um I think it has been good. you know what I mean it's ne- it's never a bad time to like work on yourself and like work on your mentality and your spirituality and and you know boil up kind of the pieces to the engine of your mind or whatever and I feel like yeah I'm, I mean I'm chilling right now I'm doing good. I just take it one day at a time like for me at least, like I can't miss being physically active or I miss a meditation or like it's, I have to check a lot of boxes for Mm -hmm. me and some people can just go through life and just chill. For me, I I have, I'm like, you know, like a, an old Toyota that has like, (laughs) I don't know, like 400,000 miles and like, you need to constantly check. Like my engine light is always on. So (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, but yeah, I mean, like I said, like, I'm just taking it like a day at a time, and like just trying to really like figure out what it is that I want in my future and and like, just do it for the art. You know what I mean? Just make music and stay, stay in today. You know, how are you doing with all this?
0: How am I doing? Well, dude, I mean, it's been a weird year. For sure. Because, yeah. you know, this week, everybody's been talking about how it was a year since everything got shut down. And for us, we were in the middle of 20th anniversary tour. You know, like 10 shows yeah. in and had to go home. And, you know, like the way we are raised, I'm sure the way you were raised too, it's like, it's punk rock. The show must go on. It doesn't matter. We if We have to drive 24 hours in a snowstorm to make the show. We do it, you know? and to have that check like no you can't it was very deflating and very hard to just hard to deal with right and yeah. at first it was it was tough and then i kind of got used to it but man this week's been weird i've i've been waking up every day with a tremendous amount of anxiety thinking to myself wow it's a year and it's we're it's worse it's worse yeah. than it was yeah. Yeah, dude, dude. I feel
2: you. Like, I'm like, I'm definitely like, like I said, I take it a day at a time, but like, you know, like even like last week, like I thought of the same thing. I was like, it's coming up on a year. Mm. And, uh, I have this app on my phone where I kind of just like take a photo a day or whatever. And like, you could just see the photos just get boring, more boring and more <laughs> boring. And I'm just like, dude, like, um, and, and like, not that, like, I don't think that being distracted all the time is a healthy coping mechanism but touring is like a positive coping mechanism where you're distracted in a good way um, and you're doing something worthwhile whereas uh, you know idle time for someone like me or even maybe you is not always a great thing because you're just alone with your thoughts and your brain isn't always like your best friend you know
0: 100 percent. we have a question here what's the app called i'm actually curious about that too
2: Oh, it's photo three, six, five. Okay. Yeah. It's so old and so archaic. Um, <laughs> Sometimes that's like, the best ones. Yeah. It was, it was like probably made in like 2011, but sure. it was,
0: that's the thing, right? For me, I said 20 years. That's how long my band's been at it. We haven't stopped really at all, crazy. except for writing and recording. And I'm not used to not having that support system, you know, like my, yeah. like my, my dudes. Um, you know 12 of us on a bus like that's what it is there's always people around and obviously like i'm you know I have, I have a partner i have a house i have a cat like i'm not completely alone here but it's different yeah and that to me is i can do it you know i do it for a few weeks maybe even a couple months but to do it for a year i miss people man i miss them like, i do and it's it's yeah. good for my own mental health too
2: Yeah. Um, and I was, and I have said this before, like I always consider myself super introverted and like a a hermit and all that. But once you have the choice taken away, like I like to think that like, if I wanted to, I could go do something with social interaction. But for some reason when the choice is taken away, it's just a whole different thing. You kind of feel like a prisoner in in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I, I do live alone and like my closest friend lives like 45 minutes away. So it's like a, it's, not ideal. Um, but like I said, I try and just keep busy and like chop wood and stuff like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah, i Ivanch told me that yeah, you you um you spent summers in Vermont, I guess as a kid, and now you live in Vermont. You bought your first home. Yeah. And um you it, it sounds like you live on like a farm and you've got maple trees and you're you're tapping mm-hmm. some maple syrup and you've got you're vegan, but you've got eggs uh, from, from chickens and, and like all this stuff like yeah. going on. I mean, that seems like yeah. maybe a lot of work, but maybe it's good for you to keep busy on that, on that front.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, my ivan definitely doesn't like it when I disappear for hours because I'm doing like, you know, working with the chickens or like tapping trees. <laughs> but <laughs> for me, it's like, I need that. Um, I need that connection to the land and to nature and I know that Canada is the number one exporter in the world of uh, of maple syrup, but Vermont is at least the best in the U.S. But I got to get up there and, and see how you guys do it because man, is it a headache! It is a process. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> that's really yeah, funny. But... I brought I bought some maple syrup the other day. It isn't something that I buy all the time because it like yeah. I feel like I eat I eat pancakes like once a year. Um, yeah. I'm vegan too, by the way. But um, oh right, so yeah, I, I found these awesome. They're just like it just comes in a box. There are these vegan banana pancakes. Just it's just a mix. You just add water and it's delicious. But anyway, so I bought some maple syrup and I was looking at it and the, there was one on sale. So I was like, well, oh, okay, like because maple syrup is expensive. So I, I like looked at it and I was like, oh yeah, okay, I'll get this one. And then I saw on the back it said product of USA. I was like, fuck that. Ooh. I am not, <laughs> this don't take the last <laughs> thing away from us, okay? It's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> I know
2: you guys you guys got that in hockey and Tim Hortons
0: uh, that's right yes yes hockey and maple syrup are good Tim Hortons is not good but uh
2: yeah I had it I had it once they didn't have many vegan options no, uh no. yeah so I didn't get the full experience had, but
0: in Canada they got all the beyond stuff at Tim Hortons so they had the beyond like you could get beyond sausage breakfast sandwiches and they had a they had a beyond burger and they had all this stuff And they were one of the first fast food chains to roll that out. And I was so like, I knew it wasn't going to work because they distributed it to like every single Tim Hortons in Canada, which so there's like ones in the middle of nowhere. Like no one's going to buy that, you know, No, which was a bummer because it it lasted, I don't know, maybe three, four months and now it's gone. They don't have it anymore.
2: You got to do it in like the cities or like, you know, the city suburbs at least because, I feel you. Like, yeah, I live in my town has like two thousand people in it and um yeah you know people would be like, What is the shit? You know what I mean? Like they would not they would not be down with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well I also heard you have you have a half pipe in your backyard. You still
2: skate? Yeah. Still skate, man. Uh actually uh I got back into it recently. Um shout out Hillary. This she's like a crazy skater and um yeah, just had, like other friends that skate that got me into like back into it. And like so much that I'm like trying to relearn tray flips and like just getting stoked again. And uh nice. yeah, do you skate?
0: Well, I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> Can I answer? So Can I? <laughs> Tony Hawk was, was throwing 900s right. in his 40s. Right? I am no Tony Hawk, that's for sure. No, I, I, I used to skate when I was a kid. I, I never got rid of my skateboards, so I still have them every now and then I'll step on it and like ride down the street maybe just so my yeah. so just so I can show my neighbors that I'm that I'm still punk um yeah that's dude. mostly what it is because yeah I, I don't know I like I like being the weird guy on my street anyway and that's that's another story but but no I don't <laughs> I don't skate with any level of seriousness I think just when I was a kid I had a few pretty bad falls and that like just I just got scared of standing on a skateboard to to sound like a a wuss but that's that's my skate Dude. history. Yeah,
2: I mean yeah, it's 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 good to have like things like that that like make you feel like a kid still and like connect you to your past like. Yeah. I still I still stay up at night like playing video games with my friends like I don't know. I feel like you never really grow up.
0: You you really don't, man. That's that's like one thing I learned. I said I'm 40. I just turned 40 last month and it's true like you always think okay, I'm going to reach this age I'm going to be like, I'm not going to make the same mistakes. I'm going to be smarter. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to desire different things. And like, you don't really like maybe you get a little bit smarter. You get a little more comfortable in your own skin. Kind of. Yeah. But you don't really ever lose that excitement. And like, I still have, you know, all these punk rock punk shows, like posters behind me and stuff like that's still my shit, man. That's I'll never grow out of that. I'll never grow out of those records. And it's just, it means so much to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I agree, man. Like, I don't know, whatever like keeps that spark going and like, I don't know, just doing new things. And like, dude, I bought Beyblades the other day. Beyblades were like this thing when I was a kid where it's like you rip it and they fucking like run into each other. And I'm like, I was at Walmart with my homie and we were, <laughs> I, we were just getting food and I was like, dude, they got Beyblades, And he was like, let's go. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. So,
0: no, man. Yeah. No, man. I love it. I love it. So one but thing dude, that, Yeah, go ahead.
2: Sorry. I just wanted to say, like growing yeah. up, like I haven't I haven't fully said it, but like like Silverstein is like when I think of Silverstein, I think of that warm embrace of childhood, you know what I mean? Like I used to draw like the robot with like the Aww, like, <laughs> like the heart and the hand and everything. And like, am I making this up? Or were you guys in amped the video game?
0: Oh, we might have been. We might've been, we were in a lot of, we were in like a lot of random video games that they never told us we were going to be in. And then we would just, I would get emails being like, Oh yeah, ch- heard about you in NCAA baseball or something. I'm like, that's even a game. Okay. Like, I, so we, we might've been in it. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure, man, but, uh, I think it was red light pledge, but yeah, it was, okay. that was, I don't know, man, like,
2: yeah, I just I have to fan out a couple of times during this conversation <laughs> just so we keep it keep it real.
0: I love it. That's cool, man. No, it means a lot. Uh maybe you need to draw like we need to have a nothing nowhere Silverstein merch collab where you draw the robot like from your own memory. Oh no. Or something like <laughs> that. Like your own yeah. interpretation of it. That would be yeah, that would be something that would be sick. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just spitballing.
2: That's that's what I did uh, instead of doing my homework. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, hey, it paid off, man. I mean, um, your merch line that you design yourself is like super sick. It's it's almost like a more like a clothing brand. Um, you know, it's, it's something that you seem to take very seriously and your fans do too. And all the stuff you have is really, really beautiful. Is that that was that by design to, to make it seem very special because like I look on there and I'm like, oh man, all these shirts are sold out. Like, and I, I'm like, I'm fucking, I want to order something, you know, like it's uh it <laughs> yeah. seems really cool.
2: Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely work with a lot of different designers and like, we'll, we'll give just mood boards and stuff like that. Um, uh, you know, we work with a lot of really talented people, but I think in terms of merch, like I've always been really into clothes and, and like fashion whatever uh like i just love weird stuff and like when i started shipping out t-shirts and hoodies from my room like my parents like the room i grew up in when i started nothing nowhere yeah i'll go to the post office with all the things and whatever and and it's and it's grown and grown and i wanted to just make something like that people could wear like even if they didn't even know my music you know um just something that's rad and like something to get stoked on like in the same way that I used to get stoked at like CCS skate catalogs like it yeah. just like circle what I wanted and like yeah I just wanted to make something like different and like cool like we like gave custom kombucha to fans uh like a month ago that we brewed called nightmare fuel and like I just awesome. like keep I like doing weird stuff like that.
0: That yeah that's a new one I haven't heard heard of heard of that at all. That's yeah. that's really cool man. Well, you know you you've been How do do I phrase this? You've been really cutting edge on a lot of things that you've done. Obviously, we're talking about kombucha, which is just like totally out there. But maybe that's in your personality, too, because musically, you know, you did the collabs with Travis Barker and Pete Wentz and and Black Bear. You know, you did that stuff kind of before everyone was doing it. And... I feel like you don't get enough credit sometimes for this stuff. Like now everyone's talking about, oh, Machine Gun Kelly, Travis Barker's playing. And it's like, you're like, I did that. <laughs> you know, like, is there, mm-hmm. do you ever think about that stuff? Like, cause I, I feel like you're underrated.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, underrated, rated, overrated. I, I, I don't really know. I think I've been fortunate enough to be in situations where, you know, I'm, uh, ahead of the curve on a lot of things kind of doing some i just like to keep things fresh and keep things new um yeah a lot of the times that's you know early and stuff like that and that's cool i don't know i try not to trip on on stuff like that i'm just like happy that like you know i have like a portfolio of like doing cool stuff like early like that yeah. was like when i was younger like who knew who knew the cool band first or like who like had the new skate dvd before anyone else it's like <laughs> it's like i don't know man i'm just stoked like the people who rock with me and support me like they go super hard for me and like that's what matters to me at the end of the day for sure
0: it's it's cool but i mean you're dude you're you're like nerding out on me like a little bit i can't even imagine <laughs> you a few years ago meeting pete wentz or travis barker like these are icons man They're, like i've known pete wentz fuck for like 50, more than 20 years almost and like yeah. Well, 15, yeah, 17 years I've known Pete Wentz and like I'm still like nervous around the guy cuz it's Pete Wentz. You know mm, what I mean? Like there's yeah. these like all these like I just can't imagine walking into that situation as a new artist being like holy shit I'm going to collab with these guys. Like how did that feel?
2: Fucking weird. Yeah, like uh, bizarre. Yeah, I remember first time I met Pete, Ivonge called me and she was like, "Yo, Pete Wentz heard your music. He really likes it." And I was like, "That's funny." I just like brushed it off. And you know, sometimes <laughs> went by time went by and, and I was, uh, just doing nothing, I don't know, procrastinating something. And, and, uh, she texted me, she's like, yo, Pete's going to call you in like 15 minutes. I was like, Pete Wentz is going to call me. She's like, yeah, Pete's going to call you. And I was like, damn, like, this is terrifying. And, uh, yeah, he called me in like two minutes went by and I was like, Oh, like, it's like, I'm just talking to anyone else. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, right. it, it, it was so natural but like there's still like times where i do trip out um big time like and then working with travis like getting to go to his house and like you know just like eating dinner with him and like recording in his studio at his crib like there was just moments where i'd be, like go to the bathroom or something and just like look in the mirror and be like what is we doing like just like <laughs> tripping out uh Cause yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, when you're younger, like you think you can do it and like make it and like do cool stuff. But there's always a doubting mind. You know what I mean? And like the fact that these things are happening, I'm just like, I don't like. What did I? I don't get it. Like, I, I do I deserve it? Like I don't know. There's like so many different emotions. You yes, know?
0: yes, you do, Joe. Yes, you do deserve <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> y- you know, you're not. You're extremely popular and you're critically acclaimed. And you're good. I mean, thanks. I don't know. Maybe the only thing is that, and I don't know if you need, you know, I'm not going to try to pull quotes from you or shit. I don't do that on this show, but like the genre that you're in, that you're associated with emo rap, whatever people want to call it, there's a lot of shit out there and I'm not going to tell you to throw your peers under the bus or, or whatever, but there's a lot of music in that genre that it gets, it's kind of phoned in you know and your music really isn't you you seem like you're you obsess over every note every sound you know hey you put auto-tune on it but like you're you are like making sure everything is perfect it's not like oh, slap an auto-tune on it and i'm gonna fix this kind of mediocre or shitty performance you don't do that but you somehow will get lumped in with other artists that maybe don't take it as seriously or really just aren't as good as you do you ever think about that as well? I feel like you must.
2: Totally, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be put into a box or whatever. I know, like, people need to categorize stuff, and it's just bizarre to be put on playlists and stuff like that. I guess that artists and songs that sound nothing like you, but because there's like an electronic kit and a guitar it's like this is the same you know what I mean um (laughs) I think I I think I tripped out about that a lot more when I was first coming up especially when like when I first started doing it and then everyone started doing it and then it fucking started blowing up and uh I was tripping about a lot of stuff like that and then I just was like you know getting a little older I'm like whatever dude I'm just gonna make cool music and have fun with my friends in the studio and like Call it what you want, you know?
0: Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's a tricky thing, right? When you're, especially like, I don't know, we used to get mixed up with Census Fail like all the time, partly because we came up at the same time and we are both, our band names both start with S's. So like people would, people would literally see me on the street and be like, oh, Census Fail. Oh, yeah, no, I (laughs) love, I love your song. And I'd be like, oh, well, that, I'm the, in the other band. And like and it's fine, like I you know, we toured a Census Fail and there are our friends and everything, but at the same time it's like, okay, it's different though. And and you know what I mean? Like we're doing different things and it can it can feel I don't know, it just it just it kinda sucks. I don't know how to how to really describe it.
2: Yeah, because you have your own uh individual perspective and your own like way of doing things and it and it is kind of like it feels like unintentionally shitty to like be lumped into something else that you don't feel represents you um yeah. or, or speaks to you but i mean it's always up to the people i guess like we don't have a saying <laughs> like which <we're just> is <laughs> like i could say all i want hey i make experimental music but at the end of the day like every other day i'm gonna have an article that says emo rapper nothing nowhere and i'm just gonna be like
0: Okay. Yeah exa- exactly cool. right But but then so much of that stuff Like you know the drugs The alcohol The partying You know you're a straight edge Vegan guy That lives on a farm With your chickens And maple trees <laughs> That sounds so can... <laughs> funny That sentence <laughs>
2: I mean that's, I'm not wrong though Am I? <laughs> no you're not You're not You're
0: not But does that make you feel Like you're even more In your own I don't want to say Your own world but in your own space, you know, as an artist. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I don't, I don't fit in
2: on tours with bands. And I thought that I would fit in on tours with people who are doing the same thing as me, but I don't even fit in with them because I'm not even doing what they're doing. So, but I'd rather be that than like, you know, blending in with, with everyone else. Cause I feel like that that's like cooler at the end of the day. And like, I don't know. I'd rather be more polarizing, like, than just like take it or leave it, you know. Um, but it's it's a trip, dude. I I don't know. I I've done a lot of meditation and like whatever. Yeah. Of, like, you know, you're gonna make art. People are gonna call it what they want. It's gonna piss you off. Just keep it rocking and keep keep playing guitar. Yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. Dude, I love that, man. I, I you you uh, you have an old soul. I feel like, I don't know if that's a weird thing to say, but you, <laughs> I, yeah. you, you seem wise beyond your years too. Um, even though, I mean, yeah. you're not, you know, you're not that young, I guess. And you're already you, 28 now. Um, yeah. you've, you've been through it, but yeah, like the meditation and stuff, has that helped you just a lot? I mean, I, I've heard you, yeah. you meditate like, like every day or, or multiple times a day.
2: Yeah. Um, it's something that, uh, is really necessary for me because by default, like I'm like, you know, singers and musicians, like I feel like our brains, our neurons are firing really fast because there's some type of spiritual malady within us. And like, there's some type of lack that we're trying to fill with art and with music. And like, um, I realized like some years ago that like when I first got into meditation, that my subconscious mind is like screaming at me and I would have no idea unless I sat down and listened to it. Hmm. Um, and if I don't do that, um, then it's going to build and build and build. And I'm just going to be like overwhelmed with these subconscious, like impurities. And, um, yeah, uh, there's, there's always an analogy of like meditation is like a mental hygiene and it's like a shower for your mind. Um, so for me, like, you know, if I don't meditate for days on end, like my mind is going to be pretty darn stinky. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's rad. It I don't know if you ever mess like with it or whatever, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's, it's fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I probably should, man. I, this isn't the first time I've, I've done one of these podcasts and had an artist, actually another one of a artists actually was talking to me about meditation and how I should meditate and, how no way it, how it could change my life yeah i, I think it was joe from um knuckle puck actually was was talking to me no. a lot about it um no. but yeah it's just everyone named joe meditates right is that is that a thing if your name's joe it's you like meditate.
2: when we go to the, the joe like meeting every year we kind of all we're like we gotta we're gonna do this now you know
0: just your average joe yeah um uh, <laughs> Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> this is funny. I'm gonna open up the uh, chat to some questions. If anybody has any questions for Joe, throw them out there. Um, I got a couple more though. I things I wanted to ask you about. The first thing was this: the one takes record that you did. That's like a cool thing because there isn't as much. Uh, what's the word? I don't know. Like, I feel like people don't really give a shit about that anymore. Because you know, you go in the studio, you do things over and over again, and everything's fixed and. There, everyone's using like live tracks and everything. And here you are, an artist that's very much in a a world of a studio. Like I'm not saying you're a studio, just studio artist alone. But a lot of artists in your genre are. They don't tour as much. And here you are, like no performing live is important, and I want to show that off.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta flex on these kids. (laughs) 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 No, but. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I'm a little, I'm probably older than uh, some of these kids. I'm actually not some of them, but um, yeah. And then like, I grew up where like going to shows and and playing, like being good at like making music was like a thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to be playing instrument or be good at whatever, but like, yeah, it's just like a different thing. Like if you want to call yourself like a musician, like be one, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like you don't have to, but like, it's cool it's cool to like play guitar and like play piano and like yeah just like try at least
0: no 100% man um i have this thing oh yeah you, you brought you brought up the song hammer and how it was you had you had some anxiety about putting that song out and then people liked it and i feel like right as that song was like popping off that's actually when you when you went through some of your own bouts with with anxiety and stuff do, do you ever feel like that song Despite it being like your number one song on Spotify or whatever, it didn't get its full due.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, there were talks, I think, of that song being pushed to like radio and like bigger avenues with bigger audiences, and that was kind of that moment. Um, but uh, they, we kind of all decided that I wasn't ready to go there yet. Um, mentally. And I'm glad that we didn't because it was like you said, shortly after I really had to step back and cancel some tours and and take some time for myself. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like it it is like my biggest song. Um, it's definitely my most like accessible song, I guess it's just like so simple and, and whatever. Um, but yeah, man. Who knows? Who knows what could have been or, or whatever. But I'm just glad that I had the time to step back. Because like, if I just kept going, I would have crashed and burned, and maybe not even be making music right now.
0: Exactly. No, I'm. I'm really happy that mm-hmm. you did that. And, and the new record is is super good, man. I I think it's your best one. Uh, here's a question Ooh, I, I would like to highlight: Will you do an official release of the old emo covers from when you were a teen? I'm curious for them outside of TikTok, and we did get an Owen cover, right? Never meant on the one mm-hmm. takes record. That that was sick.
2: Yeah, to answer that question, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> what this person is referring to is when I was like thirteen or twelve. Oh, okay. I would do I would do emo covers of like I have like Fergalicious and like Fifty Cent, and like oh. I put them on my MySpace and, uh, it it is so cursed, like so unbelievably cursed. Uh, so no, but I would love to branch out and do some more acoustic stuff and maybe some more covers. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> I'm sorry I brought it up now. i uh, this is <laughs> no, about some kind of trigger for you. Some embarrassment. It's a meme. Uh, well, I like hey, making fun of myself. People people like it, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. There you go. This is from Let's Go Devils 63. Uh, he had tickets to both tours got, got canceled and he hasn't seen you yet. Um, hoping this neck deep tour will happen. Do you feel like that's going to be exciting to, to finally play for some people because you've over the last year you've developed, you know, more and more of a following now. Is that going to be cool to, to be, you know, playing for people for the yeah. first time?
1: I
2: don't know. It'll be, it'll be weird. I'll feel like a robot or something. Uh, uh, just getting back into it, uh, will be a trip. I'm sure the first, the first show will be like nerve wracking, but like, I know everyone at the show is going to go crazy because we haven't like fans and artists, like we haven't been able to do what we love to do in like so long. And but when that finally happens, like it's just going to go off. I feel like, and I can't wait. I mean, I like to stay optimistic, but who knows what's going to happen? You know? Um, dates are booked fingers crossed man because i can only uh chop so much wood you know (laughs) are you getting are you getting jacked
1: man
0: are you like uh swinging that axe
2: i'm I'm massive dude you know me i'm like you know creatined out no i'm not not.
0: well you are into fitness though uh mentioned that too that you are uh a bit of a fitness guy these days
2: Yeah, I I I dabble. I got I got my bike and my my uh, punching bag and all like little home gin and whatever. And I do it mostly for my my like brain because like if I don't do it, like I'll not be okay. So I like I like doing it for my brain. I'm not out here like measuring food portions or anything like that.
0: Do you? So okay, you grew up a New England Patriots fan. You dreamed Mm -hmm. of playing for the team one day. How did it feel this Super Bowl watching Tom Brady play for another team? Do you still fuck with Brady, or what's what's your feeling? I haven't asked too many New Englanders about this.
2: Yeah, I I still love Brady. I love Tommy touchdown. Uh, he <laughs> he's he's my guy. Um, my dad hates him now. My dad will not watch it. Uh, it's very conflicting. I just like I just like watching people who are amazing what they do and like that's why i like brady like i just love watching him do what he does and like kill it and uh yeah but there is a there's a lot of saltiness coming out of new england and boston for sure like people are i remember when it first happened like like my dad was like this fucking guy fucking going down to florida like like and everyone was just like Torn, dude but you know it happens it's like it happens you know that's like if silver if silverstein got a new you know lead singer whoa careful i would be like what (laughs) dude i would be like what team is shane going to now (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
0: that's ridiculous um but no it's funny you bring up boston yeah boston sports i remember we had it we were on tour with rise against one time this is like 07, and I'd never been to Fenway Park before, so I I it was a day game, so we were like oh shit, like let's go to Fenway Park. I'd like love to see it, you know, historic historic uh, stadium. So we scalped the ticket. This is two thousand seven. It was a hundred dollars to go in that place for standing room only. That's classic Bo- uh, Red Sox, but but like <laughs> the negativity that Boston sports fans had was just unrivaled. Like the they started the game. Top of the first inning, first pitch, ball one. Second pitch, ball two. People starting chatting. Oh, I told this guy doesn't look like he's got it today. I'm not so sure. Next pitch, ball three. Yeah, I never should have given him that contract. This guy's a loser. (laughs) He's a loser. Exactly. exactly. When ball four, four four-pitch walk to start the game, the place like erupted in negativity, like I couldn't believe it. And of course, the Bo- Red Sox won the game. You know, pitcher uh, threw like a three hitter through seven innings or whatever. But it's just funny. I-, I imagine people absolutely losing their minds when Tom Brady left. Like that's just not something that Boston sports, despite the success of all the teams, uh, can handle in their in their sports DNA
2: dude like yeah people were burning jerseys and stuff it's like dude it was tw- it was 20 years of just straight dominance like yeah let, let it go dude like i'll be an old guy someday being like oh, the patriots used to be amazing and they'll be like the browns or something no, like, <laughs> you now. i love that man yeah, yeah man. i never got into ba- you're probably a blue jays fan then huh
0: yeah massive yeah, yeah i
2: never got into uh i never got into baseball like that um i just like I don't know. I just never got into it. That's cool. I played little league though. Yeah. I was a little league player, so I was a little slugger myself.
0: I, I believe it. I feel like you're just good at everything, Joe. I feel like you, you just you just can figure it out. I mean, we didn't even talk about you going to film school and all like I just I was reading like reading more about you and I'm like, wait a second, he went to film school too? Like he what? This is, what can't this guy do?
2: <laughs> Dude, you're making me blush. Yeah, I d I don't know. I'm just uh I'm just bored and like to do stuff with my
0: time well dude you're i i don't know i still i know you're obviously you've achieved so much you know in your career and, and congrats on the new record but i still feel like you're i feel like you're still underrated as an artist so thank you for coming dude. on here man and 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 hanging out with me um yeah man if you if you want to chill for a little bit hang out with the chat feel free if, if you got to take off i understand you got chickens you got maple trees yeah <laughs>
2: killer yo yeah i have a i have an emo night podcast i gotta do right now
0: <laughs> so, which emo, emo night la i don't know what emo night it is <laughs> there's, well. yeah there's a couple now yeah, well, that's cool it's an
2: emo night i guess that's cool
0: well uh i'll, I'll let you go man i want to thank everybody for being here i'm gonna i'm gonna stick around answer some questions hang out with the chat but joe uh you're a legend man and thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for uh, thanks for the new music and uh, all the best with, uh, you know, your mental health and everything going on.
2: Dude, thanks so much. And I just want to say, like, you inspired me to, to make music and to be a singer. And uh, hearing those things from you, like, means the world to me. So keep on keeping on, dog.
0: I appreciate you. You too, man. Keep in touch. All the best. All right, man. Peace. Take care, man. So there it is with Joe, a.k.a. Mr. Nothing Nowhere himself. What a guy. What a great conversation. Absolutely delightful. It really was great. And I encourage everybody to go check out his new record if you haven't already. It's called Trauma Factory. There was so much great music, so much diversity on this album, And yeah, I'm going to play a tune from that album in just a second. But before I do that, I want to thank everybody so much for listening to this. Everybody that's coming around on Twitch to twitch.tv slash Shane Told. Remember, every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm on there with a guest. Wednesdays, Mr. Mike Howell and I, we do the new noise every Wednesday at 6pm, and I'm just on there playing music. Hell, actually, I'm on Twitch right now as I'm recording this, doing this live to show people how I edit podcasts. I know. Very confusing, right? But regardless, there's so much to get out of it. So head over to twitch.tv slash Shane Told. Give me a follow. And remember, it's completely free. If you do want to help out the show, check out the All Access Club. Shout out to all my sinners worldwide. I don't know what song to pick. It's not easy. I'm going to go with this one. It's blowing up. Here it is. It's called Upside Down. Nothing Nowhere on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. See you next week. I'm
1: feeling upside down. I saw your car. I know you. Hold your friend, she said you're not around She said that I should go and fuck myself Go and fuck myself I'm feeling upside down Windows up so I can drown the sound I hit the freeway and I'm screaming out loud Maybe I should go and fuck myself Go and fuck myself I know, you know